What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Wow, I should have really breathed, you know, a breath of air before doing that intro. But that's okay, because we're good now. We're going to talk about some hobby stuff. We're going to talk about some hauls, I guess. Some things that we found, that we purchased, and gotten recently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start with my little haul. Yeah. I went to the Goodwill store, as I want to do, and uh, did my normal laps through the store, always checking out the games and puzzles, seeing if I can find anyone just, just you know, straight up putting a, a box of war cry on there or something <laughs> hasn't happened yet but we can dream and uh I, d- I did find like a halo wars game there once mm. and with with like little master chiefs and stuff in it i didn't buy it i'm like eh, you know i don't i don't like master chief that much he's he isn't that cool and it was gone the next time i went there anyway yeah point is walking around goodwill and let me show you my haul all right this thing here <laughs> is an electric bug zapper, and this will make sense in a second. So I watched a video about making a do-it-yourself static grass applicator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those little, little fuzzy little grass tufts, not tufts, but like flock, but not, not the powder flock, but like the ones that are like two millimeters long, little tiny pieces of... <laughs> stuff the tiny <laughs> grass tufts that stick up they stick straight up and they're they're little and they're puffy you buy them from army painter and from out a million other places <laughs> yes yes anyway you the idea is you put glue on the base and then you drop some a little grass on there and it's supposed to stick up and look like grass but normally it just like lays down flat and looks like a pile of crap on the <laughs> on the base. <laughs> yeah. But like what you're supposed to do is rig up a whole electrical appliance to mm-hmm. create a static field so that all little pieces of gra- grass, why it's called static grass, so they all stand up and actually kind of look like a field of grass. Mm-hmm. And that is just one of the little tools in this hobby that is way down the list of things that anyone ever actually buys. Yeah, it's like a luxury tool. Yeah. It is definitely a luxury tool. <laughs> They're like 80 bucks. Yeah. Most people don't really have a use for them. Mm-hmm. And, and it also takes a little bit of skill because you need to like set up a ground wire underneath your target and, mm-hmm. and everything else. But yeah, so the, the the static grass applicator is, I don't know, a, a positive charge in a handheld appliance, and then you run a ground underneath the base with the glue on it, and if you get it all right, when you dribble some <laughs> static grass on there, it sticks up and looks cool. Yeah. And I've seen it on YouTube videos. I have never seen a person do this in real life. Never, ever, ever. That's fair, actually. <laughs> I've never seen somebody do it in like right in front of me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think I've seen a mini that has successfully had static grass applied to it. I've seen lots of minis that have unsuccessfully used static grass. Yes. Lots of people just take those little, you know, take a little pinch, 
and just drop it on their base and it looks like the most trampled nasty every which way pile of crap you ever seen yeah and some people are starting to po- po- point fingers at each other you know over there on the internet i see you your partners are looking at their other partners the gaming buddies are looking at their their, their gaming buddies opponent's army you know and like oh you didn't use your static grass oh uh-huh, yeah yeah <laughs> There's a there's a lot of poorly applied static grass out there. I mean that's fair. Anyway, that's fair. Anyway, yeah. Long long way of saying that I uh, I watched a video about how to make your own static grass applicator, and the YouTuber <laughs> is starting with a, a an electric bug zapper. Yeah, which is also something I had never seen before in real life. It looks like a small tennis racket, or a. Uh, badminton racket if you live in quebec uh but it's a yeah it's a little tennis racket that has a battery pack and a usb connector and several switches on it Mm -hmm. and then like a trigger button and uh well, it works. I definitely zapped myself there in the Ooh, good right. aisle. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's you, just to make it, sure. You, you, you turn it on, it goes snap, 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 snap. Nice. Um, okay. That's good. But yeah, the idea is you take one of these, you disassemble it, you replace the tennis racket bit with like a strainer or a sieve from yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, then you have created yourself a static grass applicator for cheaper than $80 is yeah. the idea. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I had never seen a bug zapper before in real life. And I walked into the goodwill aisle and it was like the exact model from the YouTube <laughs> you just, video. You just I watched, watched it early yeah. in the day. Yeah. Like that day I had watched that video. Like mm-hmm. I've never even seen one of these things. Sometimes the I'm stars just wandering just around line. goodwill. And then <laughs> there it is. Like, all right. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for an update on whether I can make a static grass applicator or if I just hurt myself. Either way, it's going to be awesome. Either way. <laughs> Hopefully you so. can get it to work, though. I mean, it, it's, it seems more promising than maybe I would think initially. Like, it turns on, you can see the, the actual electricity in the, you know, in the actual use for it right now in the racket part. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Please don't do that. It also has a little light. <laughs> That's great. What do you need? It's to see if you got it or not? Like <laughs> to see if I zap my own fingers. <laughs> yeah. That's convenient. LED light. Maybe maybe, you know, that might actually I'll come in handy when you're doing the static application, but otherwise that has zero use. I don't see the point of that. Um but no, like so I, I have a static grass applicator. Like a nice one that is like a $150 one that I was gifted from a, a store a long time ago. Um, and I've, I've tried it loads of times and I don't know if it works or not. Like the light turns on <laughs> and like sometimes I feel like, hey, this grass looks a little more staticky than usual. But like it's not doing what I see it like, like when uh, Luke... You know, back in the old geek gaming days, the APS days even, you know, doing tables full of static grass. And it's like, wow, that looks really cool. And mm-hmm. it's clearly static grass, right? you know? And it's like, wow, that's that's really great. I Why isn't mine doing that? 
Um, oh, you, so you haven't gotten it to work. You got to get your ground wire set up. Right, I got Casey? a ground wire. I got a little like like nail attached to like put next to or in the glue or whatever. It, I don't know. It seems to sort of work. Like it's definitely staticky on the actual like cup where the grass is. But it doesn't make any sounds or or like it doesn't feel like static. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I can tell it's working. I don't know. Maybe I just need longer static grass. That that is something too. There's Maybe. a lot of different sizes, and if it's too small, it doesn't really look staticky. So I don't know. But that that seems pretty promising. And uh, I mean, I know a lot of people go and they buy the the contraption and the battery to make their own applicator. Although you never, yeah, you're right. You don't really ever see people using them. Well, I'm about to, to break that ceiling, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but then you'll just be the guy that everyone sees that it works in that video. <laughs> they can't get theirs to work <laughs> or they just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> These mythical people. <laughs> I don't know if you're real. <laughs> I'm going to make a good thumbnail with this electric tennis racket. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Tell you that much right now. Yeah. yeah. Best hobby product 2024. <laughs> like, first thing out the gate. <laughs> yeah. $4 at, uh, at Goodwill. And this is the first time that the the checkout counter lady at Goodwill said... Oh, that's really cool. When, <laughs> so, and looking at this, my selections. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, that bug zapper is pretty cool. You're like, oh, wait till you see what I, I'm going to do. Yeah, with it. I'm going to yeah. tear it apart. <laughs> Turn this into something completely different. Yeah, the grass on the bases <laughs> for my 14th century archers is going to look so good. So real. Yeah. yeah. You just wait. <laughs> Now, the checkout lady did not comment on my other find, also $4 at Goodwill. Mm -hmm. This is it's just a hard case. It's a uh, a hard plastic case, and uh, I'm going to use it to put minis in there. I'm going to put some foam in there. I'm going to put some minis in there. It's going to be like my uh, travel case. There you go. Get like a, like a couple of skirmish teams in there. Make somebody play like Space Station Zero and Relic Blade and... Or yeah. really, it's, uh, I'll travel around with it and not actually play games, but like I'll be ready. Be yeah. ready. Yeah. As you do. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like as uh, we do. La yeah, that's true. Last last year at Adepticon, I think I brought uh, two kill teams, all of my Relic Blade stuff. Um, didn't, didn't play a single game. Not a single one. I did get the stuff out and. Uh, oh, yeah. Cases. Case is a case. It's a case that fits in a backpack. So you have a really, you have a really nice little travel case there. It's like a headphone case or something. Uh, what did what did I use? Um, actually, the the case that I used was a Magic the Gathering card holder. So a deck, good. a deck box that was just to zip up, but it's a hard case. And then I put Games Workshop foam in it. One of the the kind of like universal foam things, not the pluck foam, but the, the like movable foam like lengths. Um, and that works really well, actually. That worked great. So it looks like a good case, dude. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, protects the magic cards, protects the minis. All so. right. So that's, 
That's uh, that's the end of my trip to the Goodwill. Yeah, you gotta walk around looking for inspiration, and sometimes you find some finds. You know, I'm surprised you've never seen the the fly swatter thing. Those have been around for years. Entirely new to me. I see the them at thrift stores time I've all seen the time. It, the only time I've seen it is in those videos of how to make <laughs> your static grass applicator for cheap. <laughs> And hopefully they it does don't make cost me think though the next time I see new, it or less than four dollars new. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're like twenty five dollars. I'm sure they, they you'd see Ooh. them like as seen on TV. They'd say it all over the packaging, and I don't know if that one does, but yeah, they're uh, not that expensive, brand new. Anyway, certainly much much less than a, a static grass applicator. Like the cheapest one on Amazon, still like fifty bucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now Goodwill's Goodwill's kind of hit and miss. It depends on the people that work at the store that you frequent because sure. they have a whole cuz it's a for-profit company. They're not like trying to help people, you know. There 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 is no goodwill in Goodwill. If you will. I I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean this is just like a widely known thing. No, they they have their own version of eBay. Uh, yes, so they do. yeah, they take yes, they all do. the stuff that they find that's actually worth actual money, and <laughs> yes, yeah, and yeah. they auction it off on a website. Um, yeah, they sell everything else behind glass if it's actually worth money, and they don't sell it for cheap. So like right. finding Warhammer models in a Goodwill feels next to impossible. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Kind of kind of sucks. Yeah, I stopped going to Goodwill a while ago when they started charging like six dollars for a used DVD. <laughs> <laughs> like okay that's enough of that like if i can't pour through these and be like these are a dollar a piece this is not not the right place yeah all right well what have you been up to casey give us something man i've been i've been i've been painting some uh space wolves that's what i've been doing yeah we got the old uh cnc coins and collectibles ebay store uh, I've talked about this guy before when I bought a bunch of the really old kind of messed up space Marines and I bought a bunch of stuff from this guy to the point where, you know, he's, he's sending me messages and telling me when the, the he's going to put discounts up for certain auctions. Right. Cause he, he knows what's going on. I'm buying these and I'm, you know, making videos and stuff. So he, he knows all about it. Um, but he had these really cool space wolves and they're like the early two thousands ones that are, they're really, they're small Marines, but they're the coolest small Marines like normal space Marines, eh, you know, especially the old ones. They're whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, well, I mean, I know the reason, but the space wolves ones all have like custom pieces Right, so like their heads are different. They're more different than like any other space marines at the time. They have little bits of extra things dangling off of them that just make the models a little bit more interesting. Um, they're, I don't know, they're just, they, they seem not quite the same size and scale too, which is weird hmm. because they clearly are, but they feel more correct in that smaller size. I don't know. It's like you have to kind of just see it like one next to each other, but they're really neat. And I found some really nasty ones 
and uh, I'm I'm gonna strip them and repaint them because that's that's what I do. That's what makes you happy. Yeah, that's yeah. what you do. But yeah, I've been doing that a lot. Uh, I've been going on this like huge 3D printing journey lately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna get into it too much with the uniformation. Uh, the printer's great, so there is that. And and I'm gonna I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> but well, but I've been I've just been using it like constantly since I got it. And yeah, okay, the the. And then. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been having a, a time of it with the the people I've been working with at Uniformation. Is this the same one that told me if I didn't do a Black Friday ad read that they would get fired or have their pay severely reduced? It is it is the one and the same, the exact same person that, that said that to you. Yes, I've been having a real real time of it. They with, go hard with her. They go hard. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, they got me, okay? And they sent me the printer. So I I didn't want to see that poor girl get fired, you know? Their career is in your hands now, Casey. Apparently it is. And, and I guess the, I don't know. Like, look, when when I get an email from a company, it's generally pretty straightforward. They're like, hey, you make a video in whatever manner that we've all determined is okay. And we give you thing like, okay, that that's a good, it's a good way to do it. Uh, you know, and sometimes there's money involved. Sometimes there's not, it just depends. But it's like, I told them, Hey, I'll do an ad spot for you at, you know, for 60 seconds, which correct me if I'm wrong, but she also told you if you don't do 60 seconds ad spot, like specifically that she would get fired. It Something was a like jumbled, that. But you could definitely put like if you were trying to translate that email, yes, yes. that would be one of the translations <laughs> a reasonable person. Could a reasonable, at. Yes. Yeah, right. That, and that's what I'm getting at. It's like so that that was the idea that I said, hey, I will do that. And here are examples of things that I've done in the past. If this sounds good to you, then let's move forward. And they're like, this is so great. We want you to be our person for like the next three months. And I'm like, I don't know about that, but let's do this one first, you know? So they send the printer, this and all this stuff. And I like the printer. It's good. It's very good. But then they're like, they, they sent me this letter afterwards going like, well, we, we don't understand. Like you didn't make a full video. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I did. I used the printer in the video. I basically they're they're not happy with me for some reason or another that I cannot understand. And, and did you uh, not see the Orc Knight? Do you not like the Orc Knight? Right. I did print those, not like those pieces the... out. The little the little goblins on on the orc knight's shoulder pads. What's what's the problem here? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. It's just like I keep getting these these emails from this person, like asking for more things, and it's like I I am so confused that 
I, I feel I'm so over 3D printing companies right now. <laughs> but that all being said, like using the printer, great. It's great. And it's it's made me want to actually print things because they're coming out decently. So it's a real weird conflict. <laughs> I'm just I'm feeling conflicted on the inside and I don't know how to feel about it. But uh, I've been printing out a bunch of like one page rules minis. What? <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty funny that uh, if if a company just lets their product speak for itself. Yeah. Often you will have better th things to say about it than if they uh, <laughs> yeah. guilt you by saying that they'll be fired if you did not uh, <laughs> make a full video in time for their Black Friday sale. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how okay. to feel about the, I, I, like a lot of it is, it's a, it's a language barrier. Um, like we, we've certainly worked with people from other countries that are working for whatever company. Um, and it's, it can be difficult to, to communicate because of time differences, um, and, and a language barrier. Uh, but I've, I've not honestly had too much trouble specifically with companies in China until now, like other ones have been okay, you know, a little bit off here and there, but like you get what everyone's on the same page. This one, it's like, I don't know what you're talking about and I can't yeah. explain this in a different way because whatever is being translated isn't working. There's just something being lost. And it sucks because like yeah. I like their product and I like their stuff and I want to be in this ecosystem of 3d printing with them. And they're just like, but now we hate you. It's like, why? I don't understand. <laughs> well, Casey, look at it this way. After they lose their job, they probably won't have access to their corporate email account anymore. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. They'll slot in somebody new who will start absolutely fresh with you uh just clean slate so oh i know i know there you go well you know if you don't do that that 60 second ad spot for for them then obviously they're gonna lose their job so yeah yeah uh, yeah we we all will share a bit of the blame on that one i think <laughs> I mean, we tried really hard really hard to uh to make sure that that was gonna go through in the last one but you know it is what it is. Uh, I'm still using their competitor's printer. I mean, so am I. <laughs> like, it's the thing. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm not. I'm going to use what I have because I like the things. But like, I don't know. It's yeah. It is what it is. Um, yeah. But I've been printing out these these um, dwarven guilds, dwarven guilds from One Page Rules. Like really cool dwarf minis that are like just the right amount of detail, you know, like where they look like they're going to be fun to paint. I have no idea if they are. And I've already printed like 60 of these things. Um, so we'll see. I think you're going to have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> but I got them all like they're, they're in, uh, in peach right now. Cause they sent mm -hmm. me for some reason that is the other thing. They sent me white resin and peach resin. <laughs> White is the worst. Yeah, and I'm like, can just you just send me gray, and they're eyes. like, no, we yeah. have different colors. Like, no, can I have gray? No, yeah. no, you can have white, 
and and, and it doesn't even say peach. It's it says lightish red or something. Uh-huh. So it's like orange, but light orange. It's it's peach. <laughs> I don't mind that color. No, it's not bad. It yeah, like you can see all the details when it prints out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like white, you can't see if there are imperfections or or extra can't pieces anything. or anything. Yeah, you can't see anything. So definitely a big deal. Um but uh yeah, like I, I printed out a huge um like tank thing, which is cool. Like I've never printed out something Almost yeah, these all are, these at the are same future time. dwarves, right? Yeah, they're, they're they're space dwarves for sure. Yeah. Space dwarves. Yeah. Um, although you could you could go either way with them, depending because they especially some of the guns look kind of like blunderbussy, you know. Um, they got tubes on them and stuff, but if you painted them fantasy themed, it'd be fine. Uh, you know, like Caradron overlords and stuff. I could definitely slot in a lot of the units for that if I had like airships, you know, um, although I, I've been wanting to paint that army for a long time and I've, I've, I have lots of that army and I've only ever painted like half of one of their gun hauler ships as a conversion on an orc model. I've never actually painted uh, any yeah. of the models. So yeah, it's kind of disappointing. It's one of those things I've wanted to do for a long time and just, like I bought one of the Christmas boxes like five years ago. <laughs> I nice. still have it. <laughs> so the 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 pile of shame for sure. Someday. Someday. Yeah. Someday. All right. But yeah, yeah. I bought. I I I actually did order from from Warp Fire Miniatures uh, a, a Christmas box or a pre-order. So we'll, oh, we'll cool. see if they actually get the right number in and, and it goes through or not. But which I've box got a good feeling. Get? The Slaves to Darkness, the Chaos oh, okay. Warriors one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think it's, of which one, like, what what would you get? So it wasn't the Space Marine box or the other Space no, Marine no, box. No, no. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> the Slaves to Darkness box. I have to. I'm gonna have to look at their the stuff again for this year. Was it decent? I mean, slaves to darkness box. It's, it's always decent, decent if if they're actually models that you want. But yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know some people treat it like a like a massive holiday, like the <laughs> the holiday boxes from Games Workshop. Some people treat that like like that's christmas but eh, it's, I, it's, you know kind of decent it, deals but... if if you actually want the stuff in there so yeah compared yeah. to compared to <laughs> the, the boiling frog of their normal pricing structure but yeah, yeah the thing that kills me is like you know we talk about luxury hobby things like uh you know a static grass applicator yeah. and on the on the like low end a working one from amazon is yeah 50 bucks right yeah these these christmas boxes i think now what are they 250 it was less than it was less than 200 because i got it from yeah they, they have like a 30 percent yeah. off or whatever so yeah that makes sense yeah. um man they had a dominion box for like 110 forever on their website well i never bought it some somebody might have. it might still uh... be there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we cycling back to that. Oh, a quick update. I did look into what was it the the monthly subscription or weekly subscription or whatever it is for the what when you get 
Dominion box piecemealed out to you, plus they oh, throw in yeah. some paint colors you don't want. Um, What's it called? The uh, Imperium uh, mailing box. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't actually storm something or other. I got the okay. paperwork around here. Okay, somewhere. the um. The catch, that because I was reading some of the fine yes. print to see, okay, what's the catch? And the one that noped me right out was mm-hmm. to cancel. It's not a web form to cancel. It's yeah, you, you call them call or them. email them to cancel. Yeah. And uh, probably not actually that difficult, but it's like, ooh, that's, that's... pretty annoying. That's like canceling a gym membership, isn't it? Like, this is not, not going to be as easy as we want it to be. This is not yeah. get the the first two months free and then nope out of it. This is I mean, get the two be. months free and then procrastinate on <laughs> like dealing with an actual human sales. Well, yeah. Uh, some, yeah. somebody else brought this up to uh, commented after I'd mentioned it last time, but I guess the, because they ship out like different issues with different parts and pieces, like four times a month or something. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Right, but you get the first two months up front, mm-hmm. so you're getting a lot more than maybe you realize, and it seems like you're getting a good deal. And it's like, I mean, technically, I think it still works out because I mean, it's it's not like super cheap, but it's not overly. I don't know. It's one of those subscriptions. If you can do it, you can do it. But um, they combine the shipping, or they they split it up each time so it's like oh we we, we charge you two dollars and fifty cents a week so actually it's ten dollars a month just for shipping on top of the like 10 or 15 or whatever it is for the subscription but they don't clearly state that up front like they make well, it yeah, seem like me, you're only gonna get goes, charged buddy. once yeah i know uh, I mean, no, yeah, for, for just research purposes, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. stick to it. You know, finally got my, my first stupid Warhammer plus model. I haven't even gotten it in the mail yet or it's, I guess it's for pickup at the store. I don't know. Um, but I redeemed it because apparently I missed out on the first one somehow. And it says I can't redeem it anymore, which I don't really understand if I can redeem the second one and I haven't redeemed the first one. Why? doesn't that work so yeah if you're if you're trying to redeem stuff like a year or two late mm-hmm. uh you're not going to be canceling that auto bill subscription service that's that's, fair. that's yeah. how they get you yeah <laughs> no that's fair um no in this case uh it's fine so, all right so all right you're you're out there learning and taking right one off. for the team and i appreciate <laughs> yeah. it yeah <laughs> um now we'll see how that goes. All right. So I have been painting without washes, and that's just something I've been doing for a better part of a year now. And I'm working on a video about that, and it's basically... I mean, that, that, that's the summation right there. You, you don't need to paint with washes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, essentially... I, I think the reason a lot of us like painting with washes is because, you know, the wash is a magic liquid and it does the work for you and, and, you know, just goes into all the crevices and defines things, shades things, all that. But the more I think of it, like what's the reason people really like it isn't just because it's faster, but it's also doing a lot of the thinking for you on the shading step. Yes. 
So what I've been doing more and more the last year is just trying to paint in the shadows, mm -hmm. paint the underside of things, paint between the legs, paint the under the arms, under the chin. And that requires a little more thought and just the ability to make some artistic executive decisions yeah. that you don't have to make with a wash. That's true. And like, it sounds stupid, but that's actually a big step for me. Like, I don't think of myself as an artist, no real artistic training. And so the wash is appealing because it's, it's very formulaic. You base coat the mini, then you throw a wash on there. That's your shading. Then if you get a little bit of paint bravely inside you, you can do some highlighting maybe a little bit of layering to, to highlight up the, the top side of things. Mm -hmm. But we really, or at least a lot of us, are, have been trained to not think about the shading. The shading, the wash is going to do the work for you on shading. Just throw it on the mini, see what happens. The wash knows what it needs to do. The wash will take care of that for you. And um, yeah, so I've been trying to move away from that because it just it gives you more control if you are deciding deliberately where the shadows go mm -hmm. which is a little bit scary but if we're willing to paint bravely here we can say that no i'm gonna say that there is a shadow here in the armpit yeah and i, I think a lot of people well i'm putting my feelings onto quote <laughs> a lot of people but i you know i was definitely very nervous about where does the shadow start and end yeah and should there be like a hard line between the shadows and, oh, would this part really be this dark? And, oh, my goodness, this is, like, five <laughs> shades darker than the base coat color. And, mm -hmm. um, but as I've been doing it more and more, I've slowly gotten the confidence of if you trust the process, if you follow it through, the overall effect is going to look fine. There's going to be mm -hmm. medium spots and dark spots and bright spots on the mini. And... By following a few simple rules, like, is it on top of the mini or underneath the mini? Like, is it is it in the light or not in the light? <laughs> yeah. Like, you will you will generally, even if you're not an artistic person, just, just following basic, basic rules, you'll be able to get an effect that essentially looks like it should. And so, anyway, that's that's what I've been working on, is trying to express that in a video of just, I've base-coated a mini... Now I'm going to take some darker shades of my base coat colors. I'm going to slap them on the underside of things. I'm going to use paint and a paintbrush to draw the shadows, to outline some shapes. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And I'm 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 feeling feeling good about it. Feeling feeling good about kind of expressing the idea of uh, going beyond the the formulaic one two three base coat wash yeah. maybe highlight yeah. yeah no that makes sense um i mean i think it's a big important step actually for a lot of people like when you realize that <clears throat> the wash can be like not the best thing it, mm. it's not going to do what you want it to do every single time right like sometimes you know when you put it on it looks really good and a lot of that mm -hmm. is because it's wet the water is giving the colors more saturation. It's giving the lines more saturation. So the, the darks are darker. 
right? It looks better when it dries. It doesn't look like that. Um, so I think that's, that's a big part of it is when the wash goes on, you get this idea that the model looks like a certain thing when it doesn't. Yep. Um, that's part of it too. And when you don't use a wash and you start making those decisions, then you really get to do kind of whatever you want. And then when it looks like that and it's like, Oh, that line is dark now. It's because you put it there mm-hmm. and it doesn't change. Right. right? So it yeah. actually looks better. <laughs> like it always looks that good. Not just when you apply the wash looks good. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I have observed that anytime you put paint on, it's normally a few shades brighter because of the wetness than, than what it dries down into. But washes, when they dry, the, the overall look changes dramatically yeah. between wet wash and dry wash. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times the wet wash will give you the idea of like, okay, this is going to dry into something that looks pretty good. Whatever it dries into is vastly different than <laughs> what it looks like wet. But oftentimes it is like, okay, like it, it is slightly darker in the places that I want it to be darker. Slightly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you throw null oil on something, you throw, throw that black wash on something. It's like, it looks really good until mm-hmm. it dries. And then it's like, Oh now everything's just two shades darker. And the shadows are slightly, slightly darker than that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it's not great. Now I think that obviously there are plenty of good uses for washes, And they're still important to have if you want to use them in certain things, like, because they just work, right? You want to get the the light coat of something over something else to to do, you know, whatever. Um, Like, I still like to use washes, uh, like, very selectively, you know? Yes. Like, on certain things or in certain places. But uh, doing doing the all-over wash, like, I switch to, even when I do that then I've switched to oil washes because you are getting more of like a, it's only in the cracks and not necessarily shading the model, right? You're actually more sure. like black lining. So it's a little different, but yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and another thing is that if you are painting on the shadows, you know exactly what color the midtone is, exactly what color the shadow is. And if you want to clean something up later, you can just go, you know, depending on how much mixing you did to get those original <laughs> colors. Fair. But you can just grab that bottle of paint and fix up the midtone or fix up the shadows or slightly redefine where the border is. If you're using mm-hmm. a wash, Whatever color your model is after the wash dries on your mini is not the base coat color, yes. is not the color <laughs> of the wash. Mixing your wash and your base coat color together will not get you something to touch up the yeah the hole you plug punched <laughs> in your drywall. Like it, you know. Oh man, yeah, I've tried so many times with that. Like, yeah. like there's a pool of wash on like a or something and you go to wick it up yeah, and it's dried just perfect. enough that now now there's just a circular mark in that one uh-huh. spot and it's like you there's nothing you can do right like you're, so screwed. you're yeah. getting at two aspects there so one like we were just talking about it is hard to clean up anything that you get from applying a wash yeah 
Like, in, in, unless that part of the model is just entirely getting covered with the highlights anyway. Sure, sure. In that case, which yeah, often happens. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, but if if there's just like it didn't draw dry quite right, or like you, or or just a misstroke from some other color on the model, like you just accidentally got like a little bit of red on the green or whatever, and you go back to clean up the green. But you don't have that color anywhere because it's some weird combination of, <laughs> yeah, you know, wash juice dried on top of your green disco. Yeah. So it is it is harder to clean up a, you know, whatever the color is you get wash plus base coat. And then the the other thing is just there's an element of leading leaving it up to to chance or to a higher power a deity of some kind what the effect looks like as the wash dries, um, especially on flat areas or like a cape, like you were just saying, Casey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we learn through experience, we get a general idea of what tends to dry well and some of the do's and don'ts. That's true. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's just to take the wheel, Jesus. Uh, how is this uh, wash puddle <laughs> going to dry on my cape? Uh, yeah yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like i mean, it's it's stupid because like you you'd think that it would act kind of similar across like multiple models that have the same types of things but it's just not the case right like clearly you know gravity so mm-hmm. things are going to settle in different places and then it's going to be like oh it looks really good on this model and and now it doesn't on yeah. this model like you really just hoping and praying that it's going to work out when you put a wash on. And I think that's really like the, the big defining, I think like the, the line between painters that like kind of know what they're doing and the ones that actually know what they're doing are, are the ones that go, okay, I'm not going to leave anything up to chance. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to put something here and then I'll be able to do something about it. If it's not quite right. But I can't take a wash back, right? Like, there's no undo button for a wash other than painting over it. Right. And you don't want to... That just feels like a waste of time. Um, I stopped right. washing faces. And That's I started a great example. painting faces yes. ten times better. Yeah. So, yeah. On, a, on a face, generally, the darker areas of the face are going to be eye sockets um, on either side of the nose under the chin um right under the nose Mm -hmm. there's you know a few spots on the face that you definitely want to have that darker shade or shadow color and a lot of times the wash will dry in the eye sockets normally that happens Mm -hmm. yeah but back when i was using washes on all my faces i remember there were some faces where just for whatever reason, the wash would run out of the eye sockets and dry yeah. like, on the cheeks or something. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there were times when I, yeah, got out a Q-tip and <laughs> got out my little paint stripper yep. and would, like, just clean up everything off of the face and start over. <laughs> oh, man, that's such a bad feeling, too. Like, because usually you leave the face, like, for a way later step because you're like, I'm going to put that off. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to mess mm-hmm. that up, you know? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's the worst feeling to have to like Q-tip off a of face, you know. <laughs> yeah, and there were and there were times where it would be, you know, you're leaving it up to chance, and I'd literally be throwing the dice 
multiple times on the same face. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, base coat it with a flesh tone, <laughs> throw a darker wash on there. Dang it. Again, I missed it again. Like, yeah. try again. And that's not even, that's not a skill issue. That's not me trying to to squint and get right, the pupil right. or the eye in the right place. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not, I need to like get some sleep and try again in the morning. That <laughs> is, that is the physical properties of the wash and the gods above betraying. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. exactly. laughs> just, just messing with you just because just yeah, to see how yeah, many yeah. times you're going to do that. <laughs> just look at this guy. He's going to Q-tip that face up. It's going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah, it mm -hmm. is. Oh, um, man. Actually, I yeah. started mixing Reichland Flesh Shade with Reichland Flesh Shade Gloss. Okay. And that, it, like, when you're talking about washing faces, stepped up my face washing game quite a bit. Right. And that's so <laughs> silly because that is, that's not exactly a skill issue. Like, I guess there's a little bit of experience in there, but it's, like, not, a, just, it's not exactly yeah. a painting <laughs> skill. <laughs> no, no. And, and I think that's... Like, that's definitely a reason to not rely on it because it's not a skill-based yeah. thing. Like, I mean, there, there are means to an end, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you want to go through, do the base coat, do the wash, do some highlights, whatever, call it done. Like, yeah, you're going to get a decent-looking model. It's like, so there's yeah. no question about that. But in terms of, like, progressing forward and, and getting better, you know, yeah. then, yeah, you just set the washes aside for a minute. See what happens. Like, agreed use, entirely. Like, yeah. weirdly, you know, when you talk about like uh, doing the cheeks and or the you know the, all the shadows on a face or something, um, you're taking paint generally and you're watering it down so it's kind of like a wash, but you're you're making a glaze so that you can paint those things in and have more control. So it's weird because it feels like you're still using a wash but you're not i mean you can yeah. there are different ways to do faces i mean you can use fairly opaque paints and that that's that's how i've yeah. been starting my faces yeah. is do a, a lighter flush tone as a as like the mid-tone on the whole face mm -hmm. and then take a darker color and paint the eye sark it's dark mm -hmm. do a quick quick stripe along the edge of the nodes the the side of the nose to mm. to you know add some definition there um but yeah just being able to paint the eye socket dark without relying on the wash to dry where you tried to put it <laughs> yeah is, is is a big step forward and it's it is a painting plateau that i think i've been able to get past because i've just stopped using washes so often Mm -hmm. um, and to reiterate what you were just saying, I mean, washes are a tool. They can be a very useful tool. Um, there's tons of textures where I think that they are perfect. I mean, yeah. scales, a lot of times bone, uh, hair sometimes. Sometimes hair. It, it can yeah, dry it in weird ways on yeah. hair. Sometimes depends on the hair. Uh, like chain mail. Like you start mm -hmm. off with like a bright silver, then throw your null oil on chain mail. Wonderful. Yeah, that, that yeah, go for it. pretty much always looks pretty good because it's like uniform circles that the wash is settling into and it's like you mm -hmm, can see mm -hmm. it when it's not in there and you can always put more in there if you have to if you missed a, a chain link or something so it's like you can get that specific you know yeah yeah but um yeah like we just 
depending on where a model is holding its arms and its legs, a very good rule of thumb. Throw some, throw just a solid block of shadow in their armpit. Solid black block of shadow. Not I mean, black. No other way to say this on their inner thighs. Like like the the space between a model's legs is going to be shadowed. Yeah. And and you can put your shadow color in there. Um, on under the chin, like there there are places mm-hmm. that are. Um, it can still be formulaic. Like if you're not an artistic thinker, you can still think mm-hmm. of like a checklist of where does the shadow go. Um, well, I think that's that's why people like the zenithal highlight to start off with, right? Because you're kind of doing that so that if you mm-hmm. use things like speed paints or contrast paints, you're you're gonna get that dark delineated line underneath something every single time because you didn't hit it with white paint, right? Um, I mean, I think that's a good way to look at it. Although then you start getting into some weird territory of like, well, that's not where those things would be. And so sometimes that doesn't look good. And then it's like, well, should I stop doing the zenithal? Like stop doing the washes. This is all sorts of things. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's all tools in the toolbox. And the, the only point I'm trying to make is that a wash isn't the tool for every job. And I think it's, it is a common stopping point for a lot of people in their painting development of getting good at using washes and then using it for every job. Yeah. And uh, try to try to maybe not do that. See if you <laughs> see if you learn a little something, paint a little braver, and uh, man, like yeah. when I started painting models, I I didn't know what a wash was. I had. I remember buying a bottle of blue ink, mm. like thinking this, this is some fancy tech I've never heard of. Right. Cause I had no idea. And it's, it was like ballpoint blue ink coming out of this thing. And I remember painting it over like helmets and stuff and having this just bright blue, like seriously really bad looking stuff. And I'm like, is this, this is what you're supposed to do with this? Stuff? I don't get it. And then I stopped painting like, soon after that right for a long time so when i came back into painting and we're talking what five and a half six ish years ago at this point mm-hmm. i started painting basically from scratch and i was like washes are miracle juices yes yes like i had never seen a, such a thing like man wa- washes were just like i can't believe i ever stopped painting this is so easy Mm -hmm. and the like i got stuck in that trap real hard like (laughs) it's almost like uh yeah like we need some kind of recovery program for washes like i've been using known oil for five years you know (laughs) (laughs) it's no good can't stop i've spilled 20 bottles of that stuff i take pictures of it on my social media every time feels terrible Um, yeah, it's an interesting topic because some of our listeners are going to be like, yeah, obviously you don't need to put wash on everything. Yeah. yeah of course you can draw in your own shadows. Like, right, yeah, there's, right. there are, there are some obvious places where you can just paint in a darker color. <laughs> but I think for a lot of people, it's a, it's a hang up or it's a crutch or it's the, the one way that they know to mostly effectively do shading. Yeah. And, um, yeah, 
it's such a simple point, but just you don't need to use wash on everything is a topic worth discussing, I think. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, maybe a good way to put it is if it's the only way that you know how to do it, maybe it's even if it's just something you've just kind of gotten into, right? Just know that there are other ways that you should probably try. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that leads to a lot of other types of painting, too, especially like the way that you paint is pretty different to the way that I paint generally. Um, and I, you know, I think you're more going towards that almost like comic book, like vibrant blocks of color I'm moving and, there. Yeah. yeah. I am. yeah. <laughs> but like painting in a shadow and going, well, that's clearly a darker version of this other color. Right. And then you do the highlight color. Now, if you just do that a hundred times, with smaller and smaller and smaller layers, then you have a really nice gradient of that exact thing. It's just sure. getting better at using your paintbrush at that point and like purposely trying to go that far. Like not that you mm -hmm. even have to do that, but um, yeah, like I, I've definitely noticed that more and more lately too, of like layering things and how many steps of gradation that you put in and like, what a wash does compared to not using a wash and like if you use an airbrush and then how that affects how you're going to end up painting over the top of that. It's, I don't know. I've been thinking about these things a lot lately too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's what I've been working on. And, uh, it, it is a change that I've kind of made in my own painting over the last year or so, something like that. And I'm I'm finally making a video. I don't know what I'll call it, but like permission to stop using washes, or you don't have to use a wash, or don't be a dingus and always use wash. It's a crutch, <laughs> and you're holding yourself back. You dingus. Yeah, yeah. Some something along those lines. I don't know. Because <laughs> like again, just just because. It needs to be said. You stupid dingus pee pee people. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with using a wash. <laughs> like, really, there isn't actually anything wrong with it. I just I feel like we need to say that. It's okay. I get it. Huh. I get it. Alright, that's yeah. all I gotta say about that. That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. Uh it's definitely it's it's worth doing. So, you know, if you've never done it, try it. See what happens. You might be surprised. Yeah. So I I did get some, well, I haven't gotten them, but I ordered new paints and we talked about it when I ordered them on Kickstarter, the drop paints from scale 75. Yeah. Um, and they, they've officially gotten shipped out. I don't have them because they're stuck in customs right now. They, they somehow, think they're a dangerous explosive chemical product and I don't know what scale 75 put in drop paints as opposed to any of the other paints but right now they're being held at customs and tell my paperwork for all you know clears. that's true <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't know what they changed I don't know I don't I literally don't even know what they are I bought like the the little intro starter pack of it because I, I just like oh I like their paints this is a thing I want to I want to get more paints because I don't know I have a problem, but I thought it was interesting. I don't know if anybody else has had that problem. Like I'm hoping it's not everybody. Cause I got like a couple of different letters. I got like a letter from 
whatever the shipping company is like FedEx or something. And then from somebody else, I got a different letter. It was like, Hey, uh, you need to like fill out this paperwork or you're not getting these. Like, Oh, okay. Well, that seems kind of nuts. Um, so hopefully I'm the only one. Of course that would be terrible luck for me, but you know, seems like kind of a big thing if, if, because it was a, it wasn't like a small Kickstarter. It's a lot of people that backed it. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll we'll keep that yeah. as an ongoing update whenever those get here. But they did get chipped out. So if you know any Americans who got themselves from drop paints, yeah, uh, <laughs> you let Casey know if you got them yet. Just let me know if I got screwed over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Casey will head on over to customs and. Have a little chat. Well, it's like, it, it's not even U.S. Customs. It just hasn't even left the country yet. Oh. So I don't know why I'm filling out paperwork for this. Like, I'm not the one who shipped it. You don't even speak Spanish. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. They just told me to <laughs> fill out this paperwork. And it's like, it's not a scam or anything. Like, I did look into it. It's not like it was fake or something. <laughs> Yo necesito preguntas? <laughs> I, I, Pinturas? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll see, I guess. Uh, just in case uh, somebody steals my identity. <laughs> just have record of this. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I just thought it was interesting because I've never had that happen before. It's It seems super weird. Um, I also backed another Kickstarter today or yesterday or something. Yeah. Um, I've been really wanting to get like more kind of like, I mean, as many as possible paperback or hardback skirmish games just to have. Mm -hmm. Cause I I don't know. I like the idea of someday, (laughs) you know, I playing one of them. Yeah, exactly. Like one of them is gonna, is gonna be the thing, even though like I already like some other stuff that's fine. Like, I actually like Warcry, and I like the Conquest skirmish game, and I have played both of them, and I have... It's it's weird, but then, I don't know, I feel like somehow there's there's gonna be this, like, perfect game, and it's just gonna feel just right, everything's gonna be fun all the time, and I'm gonna wanna, like, actually paint models for this system, hmm. you know what I mean? So, I don't know if it's just, like, trying to keep this weird like light in the corner hope alive or something of of i'm gonna find that one just keep game. buying yeah just keep yeah, buying yeah, yeah 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 so i uh i backed the forbidden psalm like morkborg integrated but not like it has a weird rpg element that you can put into it but it doesn't matter it's a skirmish war game um it just looks cool honestly so yeah i backed it it's good to support the artists out there. Yeah. Well, that's mostly it too. Like the, the actual book, the art is, is pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. it was just like, well, sweet book for the shelf. And I don't know, could be the coolest game of all time for all I know. I got to get you to buy some, some saga books. I'll yeah. Like, I yeah. like that saga game. That seemed pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's try that. We'd be here all day if we start <laughs> listing small skirmish games, but there's some the there's some good ones out there. That's certainly the idea. Actually, that's not. We should do that. We should list day. those games. I want to list should. those games because <laughs> I want I list. want a list. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'm sure it exists. Oh, I'm sure it does. That's out there. It's out there. It's got to be out there. Is it mm-hmm. out there? Let, let us know. YouTube.com slash Bravely the podcast. Just leave us a comment. Let us know if there is a list of like good skirmish games. I don't know. None, none of that like drive through RPG PDF stuff. I want, I want paperback or hardback like that I can buy physically. Old bookshelf Casey, they yeah, call Yeah, yeah, I don't have bookshelves, but I got, I got a, a thing I can put it on over there. The pile in the hallway <laughs> has served us well for years. <laughs> exactly. I can see it. It's right there. It's the same thing. It's the vertical shelf. Got a system. Floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, I bought almost all of the Space Wolf codexes today. <laughs> yeah Why well, are you like Pinching your nose like, I Space Marine Casey They call it uh, man, I don't know There's something about Those uh, those old Space Wolves Like they're just So much better Than other Space Marines This aesthetically They're more pleasing They have other things On them They got, they got cool Animal skulls And they got like Gold filigree uh, Runes Runes Okay Runes. Runes. They got them. I'm telling you. I don't know. They look cool on my sweet display case shelf, and I'm happy with them. But mostly, I like to get the old codexes when they're cheap, because a lot of times, like, they really are cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I got, I got like, the ninth edition, which is the last edition of 40K, for $10 used. Okay. It makes sense. It's not fifty-five dollars. The they new become one. basically worthless yeah. every three years. So yeah. uh yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I mean I I spent forty bucks and I got I got just go almost to all of like them. the the dumpster at a tournament when the edition <laughs> swaps over and uh Yeah, exactly. Uh it's not a terrible idea. Just go around and ask people if they don't want their old codexes anymore. Just um, big time Yeah, yeah. It's not a ter- I mean, I don't mean me personally. I mean, I don't, oh, in general. No, I just mean okay. in general. Like, oh, hey, I'll give you five bucks. You don't want that old codex or something. Um, I don't know. I just I like having the the books for reference because if I am painting up space wolves, then I want to get my old, you know, third edition supplement out and take photos and stuff of the stuff in the book to show of, as you know examples is what i'm trying to For accomplish sure. no, so this I is you. great yeah. um so i just thought well i'm working on space walls and i checked and they were pretty cheap so yeah i even got the the second edition one for like 14 bucks and that one's like that one's pretty sweet this is okay. that's the old stuff okay okay yeah, yeah I'm judging me <laughs> sitting over there in casey over there yeah. <laughs> Nah, I don't know. It sucks because I guess the the point really is that you look at a lot of the Space Marines now and they're like, oh, that's a whatever Space Wolf and that's an Imperial Fist. And it's like you're just using the same model with a different color and a transfer. It's not physically different. The the old Space Wolves ones, like they had fangs. They're they're actual faces were I, different give you, the, you know the, what i mean the models were actually different yeah yep. Yep, 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 yep and i just uh i i suppose i haven't experienced that because i never bought into space I, I don't play space marines i don't do any of that space marine stuff even though 
is a whole other thing with space marines, but um, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, <laughs> yeah, get, we'll there. get there. We'll get there. We got thousands of points of space marines for no reason, but we'll get there. Um, but yeah, they're just everything's so samey and and boring and generic and stupid and like even even the old ones I painted not that long ago that I bought from the same uh, eBay store. It's like cool. They're not different. Like they're literally not different. I had to go find stuff to make the one thing kind of different. And so, yeah, cool. I converted it. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's what I'm missing. Maybe that's what people were doing back in the day. Although I never had that experience with space Marines when I started playing in the nineties. Um, space wolves were the only things that I remember, at least at that time that were physically different. And now, you know, looking back at these old models, it's like, man, these are still cool. I just are. I don't know. So yeah, I bought all the codexes. <laughs> My man. Yeah, you find some good stuff on eBay. Yes, you do. I try to, man. I, I did buy a really cool um what is it? Dark Sword miniatures. It's all pewter. Um they they make some cool models. They actually have the Game of Thrones license. I think they still do. For pewter minis. Like they're the only company that has that. It's oh, yeah. weird. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, they so they have that, and uh, I bought this kobold that is like wearing a robe and pulling out a sword, and he's all sneaky like. He looks cool. So I just yeah, found that for like three bucks. <laughs> we gotta paint more kobolds. We really do. I looked. Sure. It's stupid. I went and I was like, oh, let's let's look for more kobold. Man, I'm gonna build a collection, and it's like, man, there's some trash models out there. There are, Holy but there, <laughs> there are a lot of kobold minis out there. Yeah. And I take solace in that because there really are options. There's a lot of options. Yeah. I mean, sifting mm-hmm. through those options, uh, unless I have some better keywords or company names, I'm not sure what to look for on eBay. Because there are some just Good hot kobolds, yeah. HQ kobolds, <laughs> what am I supposed kobolds to do? <laughs> in the style of... Uh, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, oh, I mean, we know some. It, we know some people who are good at keyword generation for right. uh, fantasy art. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh. do, do a do a collaboration with uh, Shadowversity to uh, generate you some keywords for shopping for kobolds. <laughs> yeah, his uh, <laughs> his his AI art skills can also be applied to uh, just. Google searches. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a thing now? Like Google's, they're they're pushing for AI search engines or something. I don't know. I don't know. We're it, getting the, way off topic here. No, this is this is fine. This is a minor note, but um, whenever I'm working on a thumbnail or whatever, I'm putting my models or pictures of my models into Microsoft PowerPoint. Right. And the image recognition has gotten scary good. I don't even remember like updating my PowerPoint in the last four years. <laughs> you have like it just knows you. <laughs> dude. I put a I put Gary, the skeleton who's playing the xylophones, a picture mm-hmm. of a this is a, a model from Twin Goddess Miniatures. Yeah. I put that picture into a PowerPoint document and it does the alt text um for 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 uh like disability aid sort of thing Uh Uh, but it puts alt text for images and 
man, it got it. It was like, like skeleton Power, playing PowerPoint was like a toy of a skeleton playing xylophones. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> just, just mentioning, uh, yeah, forget computers, computers having brains. So like, that's, yeah, you got it. You, you nailed it. Like, uh, I, I feel like <laughs> if I put that picture in there a year ago, it just would have said like, a colorful toy or like it would have been like yeah. on, on the right path but it was like a toy of a skeleton playing xylophone and i was like oh well if i painted specific. it well like, yeah dang <laughs> that makes you that's interesting i wonder what you could get away with it makes me it really makes you think and it's it's been the case of of almost any picture of a model that i've painted that i've put into powerpoint like the auto generation of the alt text for that image mm -hmm. has been right on the money and it's mm. just oh my goodness <laughs> i mean i get computers these are, days man th things yeah. are changing man with, yeah. with the the old chat gpt and uh, AI. Uh -huh. yeah, uh -huh. they, they, they just are yeah now, now the computer's also like somehow Microsoft PowerPoint probably stole my image of Gary the xylophone playing <laughs> undead uh, gnome bard and probably took that image, put it into a dang database. And well, now, I'm sure, like, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that, that is now in a database because it's like, yeah. yes, this is what that is. So there, it uh, will so forever that's be probably there. helping, uh, helping. Supreme artists like Shadowversity uh, generate his underaged women with swords that he likes to do. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not been on the internet recently? No, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, God. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay, okay. It's a terrible place, the internet. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not good. Uh, stay away from the uh, artificial intelligence, I guess. <laughs> Get you every time. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, wonder if AI could write me a good skirmish game. I mean, of I course it ask. could. Yeah. Yeah. By write you a game, it would be like stealing phases from other games. Like the, uh, all the, all the notation and keywords would be... <laughs> directly mapped That'll onto an amalgamation of other games yes but I mean, yes it could write you a game just for easily it could do it in it could do it in seconds yeah i do wonder to try it see what happens you're saying i don't care dude so, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a there's enough rules out there to read without a computer cutting and pasting them all together oh i yeah. know i know um, although, uh, you can't copyright rules, like actual systems, rules, systems, can't do it. Oh, oh, lawyer Casey, they call him. I'm just saying like, yeah. like, like a dice rolling mechanic, right? Is like, what are you going to, oh, you, you can't roll the dice like that or you can't want that outcome. You know what I mean? Like, you can say it however you want. It's like, well, if you need a six to hit, like, it is a six to hit. That's an interesting question of of defining the theft that the computer cutting and pasting other people's rule systems together is, is doing. Like, yeah it's, yeah, it's more of a, 
yet to be seen how much of legally that is theft, but it uh, it's more of a moral oh, for sort sure. of argument at this point. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's like wholesale like lifting parts and pieces of a bunch of games and putting it together. I mean, depending on how you did it, if it was like, well, I like the fact that there are, you know, phases. Okay, cool. Like as an as just an idea, dude. If you just told ChatGTP to write you a skirmish game for a miniatures tabletop setting, it would have phases. It would have a keyword called cleave. It would have a keyword <laughs> called flying. It would have a <laughs> right. Uh, so I'll I'll tell it. I'll tell it. Write me a skirmish war game for miniatures without phases <laughs> mm-hmm. and without dice. Now then we just get uh Yafsiga. <laughs> if the computer named it Yafsiga yeah. even. Alright, we're done here, Casey. Like, yeah. <laughs> it only found one thing to steal from, and so it just called it Yafsiga. Like, uh, I gotta well, try so it. far there's only the one thing we can steal from, so or they could just like anagram Yafsiga. Yeah, yeah. Fasiga, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid AI. It's like not pick it up. Gasifa. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, that would. I'm not good at anagrams. No, it's the Yafasiga to, to turn it around, and you're you're good. Oh, that would be terrible. No, there, but there are other games that use that, right? That the the like playing cards as things. Yeah, you get some Malifaux in there. Yeah, I've never played Malifaux, but I didn't know they did that. So they do. You get to, you get a combination of Yafsiga and Malifaux, and actually they use playing cards in completely different ways. I think, but yeah, yeah. sure, sure. I'm, but they're using it instead of like doing things you could do with dice or whatever the case is. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Just saying. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Clearly, like we've hit a we've hit a wall. Yeah. All right. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Pain Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening. We will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. <laughs>